Welcome back guys, this is episode 23 of the Provenance Marketing Show. I'm your host, Ryan Jennings, and this is the show where we look at what New Zealand makers and manufacturers are cutting, sewing, producing, all of those good things. And today we've got a number of great products. The first one I'm gonna start with is this group here, which is by Nature's Beauty. And they've been a license holder with New Zealand Made for over 20 years. They've been putting this little kiwi onto their products to let their marketplace know both in New Zealand and internationally that their Manuka honey products are made here. And the product I want to take you through, which I'm fascinated by, uh, is this one here. It's a face mask, uh, Bee Venom. Bee Venom has a huge MGO uh, number of 500. That's a very concentrated amount versus what you see on the rest of the range, which I think is around the yeah, mid 200s. And how do you imagine bee venom actually gets extracted from the hive? So I looked it up and according to the Nature's Beauty website, there's a piece of glass next to the hive that has a very low electrical current running through it, which compels the bees to sting the glass pane. And that's how they extract this venom, which is made or synthesized uh, in the glands of worker bees and queen bees. And you might think, well, what's, what's the point of putting this on your face? Well, it does two things, um, according to my research. The first is that when you put this on your face, it has the effect as if you'd been lightly stung. So your body starts to create a couple of key ingredients naturally, collagen and elastin. And those two are things that keep your skin looking young and supple. And that's why such a premium is placed on bee venom products. And recently they, they're pretty fortunate actually. One of uh, Hong Kong's big uh, influencers her name is Cecilia Cheong. I actually got given one of these and they've just posted up on their blog site a photo of her receiving uh, one of the Manuka Honey uh, Bee products. And that's kind of interesting to me because all it takes is one of those key celebrities in a very large market like Hong Kong and China and you're away. And so I'm kind of fascinated to see what that's done for nature's beauty in terms of its uh, brand presence over there. Next up today is a company called Tallulah and they obviously do clothing here. This is the the type of clothing they make. This is for tweens and if you didn't know the age of a tween, a tween I've learned is between the ages of 8 and 14, pretty much my, uh, my cousin's kids age. Tallulah Tweenwear was founded by Aucklander Ingrid Gordon and she thought there was a gap in the market for stylish, stylish age-appropriate clothing that's a good fit for tween girls. Uh, and she said, I want girls to feel that, they want them to feel good and the clothing to be fun and for girls at that age to feel confident in what they're wearing. So their range um, has all of those elements uh, sewn into them and they're done in a timeless style. So this isn't fashion this is limited edition and there's some kind of nice little details on here so you can see the Tallulah brand which th these guys have only been around a year so uh, you can see they put a little uh, label in there and I think under here somewhere on the, the label itself it's 100% cotton and you can see the person who has 
sewing this together. And because this is a new business, if you're watching this, comment below, you know, what do you think of the Tallulah, uh, the tween collective, the branding? Is this something that you know someone uh, that would wear this or would like to win this? Because they're actually giving this particular product away, which is a rumor top in size 10. It's got a pretty floral print, loose fit top for girls, stylish high front, low back detail, uh, and of course, New Zealand made. So we're gonna give that one away. I think it's smart. I think it's smart to go into a niche that's very specific. This isn't baby's clothes. These aren't adults clothes. This is looking at a niche that this organization, Tallulah, believes is underrepresented. And 12 months in business, they probably know uh, whether or not that's working. I'd say it is. Right, last on our list today is Honey Wrap. Very cool product. Again, it's got our New Zealand made Kiwi trademark right in the center here. They've done something slightly different with it. This is the reversed out logo. So it's got a uh, transparent triangle around it. You can see the Kiwi and the New Zealand made. So it blends into the background rather than takes a whole lot of provenance. I like it and I like what they're doing here. There's a number of organizations that Honey Wrap work with. Project Jonah is one of them. Uh, the other ones are Sustainable Business Network, which is about eliminating waste and reusing of products. Uh, Global Organic Textile Standard, which is GOTS, uh, which is part of what this is manufactured out of. Uh, and the last one I had on here was Sustainable Coastlines, as well as Project Jonah, which they give away 50 cents to. So if you're the type of person that sees that plastic is bad uh, and isn't sustainable for us as a society, then this is a solution and they have avoided 11 million meters of plastic going into our oceans and landfill since 2013, which is fantastic effort. So uh, well done to the founders of Honey Wrap and well done for uh, actually trademarking, uh, word marking Honey Wrap. I mean, this is a honey product and to call it Honey Wrap, it's inspired and to trademark the whole device I think that's a really smart move because there'll be lots of fast followers in this particular category right let's go to questions I'm a startup developing games and activities to help primary school age students learn mathematics I'm at a conference soon and want to highlight that we are New Zealand made owned and operated is it appropriate to use the New Zealand made logo in this context the games and activities are all online so there's a lot in that question. I think from how I understand it, you're delivering your product as a service online. But the real question is, is it relevant to the people that you are wanting to communicate to? Because if it is, then great, you know, sign up. If on the other hand, you don't want that because your audience doesn't value that as much or at all and there are software companies like that so for example many startups in the tech scene don't want to let people know they're from New Zealand we've even got a landing pad in Silicon Valley uh, which helps New Zealand software houses appear as if they're American so think about that provenance marketing who is your audience is it New Zealand schools is it New Zealand government uh, then great. If it's in America, maybe you want to reconsider it and actually go away from provenance as a, 
a way of doing your marketing and more focus on what the product does itself. Uh, so that's the end of the show for today. I hope you've enjoyed this brief episode. Uh, if you want to subscribe on YouTube, you can at youtube.com forward slash made or on the Apple Podcast, go to iTunes if that's still around or go into your podcast and search for Provenance Marketing and this show will come up and then you'll never miss an episode. Thanks for watching and see you next week.